coming up on Just Elders Podcast. YouTube, put it, your definition of a hoe in the comments of this video right here. And whoever get the most likes. Whoever get the most likes on YouTube. I like that. You get $100. Oh. Cash out. Straight to you. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's house business. And, and then honestly, a lot of uh, older women and men be like undercover free. Like they be super nasty, but they don't be trying to talk about it in public and stuff like that. But they they real nasty. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, y'all asked. We told you it was coming. It is officially here. The Patreon page is officially. Here. So this is for those I didn't even know Mike rap. <laughs> I did not know. I did not know. But then when Do It came out, like we had Do It, I was do it, doing do it, do it, do I was it. doing um We getting that history nah, nah, Um nah, I was doing college radio. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga Mark <laughs> That nigga Mark written that shit. <laughs> like, nah, that, ain't it. that wasn't it. I was gonna cut it yeah. out. <laughs> Mark don't edit. Right. Mark don't be editing that shit. <laughs> Entrepreneurship is the foundation. Of all success, right? Mm-hmm. So, bro, like, talk, talk to me. You don't work with them, bro. How did the rap snatch deal come apart? Man, it's funny because, um, but again, that was a propaganda machine. Mm-hmm. Like, because you seen, if you look at the biggest controversy, uh, Master P really had, it wasn't one of that hood shit. It was when he started impeding on white people money. So, mm-hmm. here's a different. Here's my difference between Jay Z. And uh, Master P. Mm-hmm. Jay Z would. <coughs> ready? Born ready. <laughs> no Living Studios, what's up? Who this is? Who this is? Look at this rapper Fonte. Who is this? Oh, this P. P. Yeah, this P. P? Yeah. P, let me hear you say, uh. <laughs> this ain't no motherfucking P. What's up, family? Turn this motherfucker up. This another edition of the Just Elders Podcast. I told y'all we were going to talk about this. I done watched all five versions. It's going down. What's up, family? It's your boy, Eldridge. You are tuning into the Just Eldridge Podcast, the greatest podcast to ever hit the airwaves. I'm super excited. I'm about to record the greatest episode I have ever recorded. I say that every time, and I mean it every single time. Before we dive in, let me just... I know. I've been, I've been riding that shit all week. I've been riding that All right. I'm going to stop it. Check this out. Real quick, if you're not a Master P fan, turn this shit. You're not going to like it. You're not going to like it, so turn it. No, they're going to like it. Yeah, I believe they got to. Um, All right, look, before I dive in, let me just thank each and every last person. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Round of applause. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For tuning to last week's episode, Whole Music. Um, got a lot of raving reviews. Um, the sisters were feeling it. They were feeling everything except the definition of a hoe. So still, 
<laughs> we still don't know the definition of a hoe. Uh, I got a hundred dollars if you email the best definition of hoe to hello at justelders dot com. H e l l o at justelders dot com. Email your definition of hoe. We're gonna put it up. Whoever wins. That's not only going to be the new official definition of a hoe on the Just As a Podcast, you're going to get $100. Just like that. Can they leave it in the uh, comments on YouTube? All right. We can do YouTube. Can do I, th- I think YouTube would be better. Let's do YouTube better. YouTube, put it, your definition of a hoe in the comments of this video right here. And whoever get the most likes. Whoever get the most likes on YouTube. I like that. You get $100. Cash out, straight to you. Okay. So my boy, like, okay, I got that. I know. The it's a recession. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, uh, it was a good episode, man. Like, let's let's go to the review before we uh kind of jump in it. Cause yeah, man, we had a review on that episode, that WAP, that uh whole music, and it's, you know what? Before we get into the uh review, explain to the people about that cover. What what's the, what that cover was about? Oh yeah, so um. Man, y'all, just as a podcast, our covers are normally telling whole other stories behind stories. Uh, we do research. Like, so when we did Nah, You Can't Cancel Kanye podcast, uh, everybody was going in on Kanye West for uh, hugging Trump. So we did the cover of Sammy uh, Davis Jr. hugging Nixon. You know what I'm saying? Just showing the parallels of the history. Nothing is new under the sun. So they've been doing it. Exactly. So with that being said, whole music been around. So we put the cover on the cover. We put Lucille, uh, what, Bodine? Yeah. Uh, that's a nasty heifer right there. Hey, man, everybody was talking about it that week, too. Yeah. She, like, she got some spins. I wonder who owns her estate. Because she, because got, she, she got some spins, yeah. especially on her YouTube. But what? I got a big, fat belly. Good pussy, too. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I'm like that's a nasty heifer right there, bro. That was that version, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you know, it was great, man. So y'all, I suggest y'all uh listen to it, pull it up, because you know a lot of mamas, aunties, and uncles trying to say they don't make music like they used to. We were in this foul in our bro, music. I was listening to a radio show the other day. A guy said they tried to cancel the Isley Brothers for Between the Sheets. They thought that was too vulgar back then. Like, what you mean between the sheets? That's yeah, that's, yeah. that's house business. And, and then honestly, a lot of uh, older women and men be like undercover free. Like they be super nasty, but they don't be trying to talk about it in public and stuff like that. But they they real nasty. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we got these reviews, man. Uh, it says, "So glad I didn't boycott WAP JEP." This is from yours truly, Foxy, Foxy P, P from, from D.C. <laughs> so it says, wow, impressive work, fellas. And hand claps and praise claps. Uh, and not all what I was expecting when I reluctantly hit play. In fact, I almost boycotted episode 56 when I saw the title and the subject. But I must admit, the highlight reel at the top of the J.E.P. pulls me in every single time. Shout out to Keith. Hey. <laughs> Always funny. <laughs> Great dissection of the complexities of misogyny and yes, Eldridge, even misandry. All three of your guests made some great points about the origins of music that debases women. And I really appreciate the sister who connected the dots between sexual trauma, 
sexual repression and sexual liberation splendid and thoughtful analysis indeed nice to hear such an elevated discussion come out of such a wretched and vile song and video <laughs> shame on the women who made the music <laughs> Damn. I, hey look that's how you know it's a good episode so, you know what I'm saying this sister she, she hates the song she still hates the song but she loves the podcast so it was a good conversation if you didn't finish it it says but kudos to you guys for pulling something positive out of it impressive works as always keep that same energy acronym energy uh, I'm here for it Foxy P from DC thank you very much for the love thank you for the love um Again, guys, uh, y'all leaving us reviews always helps us let us know that y'all feeling the content we're giving. So leave us reviews. You can either email them. You can now put them on YouTube. I'll read the YouTube comments for reviews. And you can also um, send us emails at hello at justelders.com. Before we dive into the conversation, real quick, a couple of things. Thank you, everybody, for coming out to Revolutionary Movie Night. Uh, It was a success. Monroe, unfortunately... We had to, like, it was raining, and it stopped raining, but we do the Revolutionary Movie Night on the grass in Monroe. So we didn't really want people on the grass. So technically, we could have had it, but we didn't. The grass. Um, but the Atlanta, um, the Atlanta one, it went really well. We played Deacons for Defense. It's a great turnout. Thank you for everybody that coming. Next week, uh, this coming Saturday, we'll be playing Just Mercy, sponsored by the Davis Bozeman Law Firm. Y'all don't want to miss that. It's going to be a good turnout. Uh, and last but not least, y'all acts. We told you it was coming. It is officially here. The Patreon page is officially. Here. So this is for those you really trying. We want to know who our day ones are. Uh, we've been doing this podcast for a year now. Uh, we ain't asked y'all for nothing for a whole year, but we have gave y'all so much uh quality, amazing content for a year straight. Never missed the episode. And I promise we ain't going to miss the episode this time. Go to uh, patreon.com slash Just Eldridge. I actually put it on the Just Eldridge podcast uh, website as well. But go on there and decide. We got four different packages. It's an opportunity for you to show some love. And we're giving you real access, too. Like, one of the packages is giving you a live stream broadcast during the recording. No editing. You get it raw. I'm going to give you a live stream. You get to see the the behind the scenes, all the shit niggas be talking before we setting up. All that shit. You get all of it if you want to really get in. And you help us pick the shows. You do a lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. check it out. I'm going to put the link in the uh, show notes of this show. We want y'all on there. And my goal is by the end of this episode, you will be convinced on why you have to support this grassroots movement. Boom. I like where you went there. Perfect segue. Um, today, man, we always talk about people ask us how we get our uh, topics, and I always say the universe gives us topics. It just happened. Well, we, it just comes to us. Um, but this episode was inspired by Keith. Keith hit me up, and he was like, "Bro," and this was like, well, how many weeks ago? <laughs> like, this is three weeks ago. Yeah, they're like three weeks ago. Keith was like, "Yo, bro, watch the No Limit series." On uh, on BET I said yeah I got you I got you Y'all know I don't be watching TV like that (laughs) So then he came back again He was like bro watch the No Limit series I said yeah I got you I got you So I fuck around And watched one episode Like three nights ago 
and that shit blew my mind. I was mad. I'm like, why the fuck I been ain't watched this shit? Like, like then I literally watched all five. I just binged all five in one day. Now that's the good part about it. You get to binge. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't have to wait yeah. per week. I binged all five, went straight through, and I haven't been this inspired all year. All year, I haven't been this inspired all year because we had an opportunity to watch the story, the build up of Master P building No Limit Records, and it was a story of struggle, a story of triumph. Uh, it was just inspiring, man. So what made me think of? I'm like, man, this was just a young brother grinding, dog, and he built the empire. Young dude that was hungry. I like, you know, I want to have a conversation, but I want to have a specific conversation with other young brothers who I know who are grinding and building empires with that being said let me start with this brother right here on my left um i met this brother everybody that knows Derek bozeman is one of my mentors radio personality on walk which is the sister company of v103 and um Derek was uh i remember at one time i was really trying to be a walk like most people want to be a v103 personality like i love talk radio i was really trying to be a W-A-O-K. Like, me, 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 and, me and Gene talked about it. Like, we talked about it. I don't have conversations with, um, uh, what's my girl? Uh, oh, my God. The new pr- uh, producer. Wanda. Yeah, no, no, no. The, uh, oh, of W-A-O-K. Uh, the new boss. Oh, it's uh, about, uh, Joyce, Joyce. Joyce. Yeah, yeah, Joyce. Okay. Dang. Like, so, I don't have conversations with Joyce on it. Like, cause, you know, they're like, we do want to get some young energy. Because W-A-O-K do have, like, a younger audience that listens and i'm a frequent guest on every show like that's I, how i found you yeah that's how key found me like uh always on Derek's show was okay. co-hosting uh every monday with slaughter so like i got called the prince of walk <laughs> that's what i was being called for a while so i remember trying to get on there and i was kind of going for Derek for like advice and he was like he was just giving me pointers like if you want to do this how you should do it this how you should move you want to put yourself in the best position to get in this business. He said, and somebody you need to watch. And he mentioned a brother name. He mentioned this brother name. Wow. And then so he was like, you know, this brother is humble. He grind. I seen him uh, go from, where, what studio all the way down to Macon? Yeah, yeah Macon. Like, He's the 92.3. Yeah, so he said he seen, he seen him travel from Macon to yeah, Atlanta. Yeah. Like the brother <laughs> just humbly grind his way to the top. Of where he is now, you know what I'm saying? To the point where when uh Big Tig had to go out um uh for a while for his uh hip replacement, my boy was holding it down. My boy was my boy was holding it down. So like, you know, y'all ladies and gentlemen, this is somebody that I look up to. He like my brother but my OG, right? Because I'm trying to do this radio thing, he doing the radio thing now. Give it up for my big brother, my friend. One of the greatest to ever do it. The guy that who got next, DJ Sturgis. What's happening to what you mean? Thank you for having me on here. Thank you for that introduction, bro. I ain't, I ain't know it was all that. I ain't know it was all that. Hey, man, hey you that guy, bro. Like, folk be, folk be watching. Bro, hey, but you know what, man? It's crazy. Like, some of the things that you brought up, it's like, it feels like it never happened because it's so long ago. Like, making, I wasn't even getting paid. 
That was six months. Six months. Shit. So what were you doing? Like you were you were like going down there just to produce a show? Nah, I was I was on air. That was my first on air job. Um, oh. I actually uh because I was uh, practicing to be on air and everything, and um I used to I used to go up there like every Friday or Saturday night and be in the studio practicing. You know what I'm saying? And um I used to send my air checks to Reggie. Or whatever, and I remember the first time I asked him for an audition, he shook his head no before I finished my sentence. Shit, you not. Sound like Rich. <laughs> Sound like Rich. But, but it's all good though. It's all good though. You know what I'm saying? Um, he told me what I needed to do, and I went and did that. Went went down to Macon. Uh, shout out to Gentleman George for giving me that opportunity. Shout out to um, DJ Black. I mean, Blackjack for uh, giving me opportunity as well. So always showing me love. And um, I would produce Rashad Richie's show from 10 to 1, then work my second job, which is an office job at a warehouse in McDonough from, like, 2 to 11. Then I would drive from McDonough down to Macon, do my show from 1 to 4, then drive back. And that would be a Friday. My show was only on Fridays, but that was... Humble hustler. That was the struggle. Humble hustler, man. So how long you been in radio game? Um, since this past June, well, yeah, June made it seven years. Cool, cool, cool. So seven you, years. uh, I mean, you been you been in the game. So you see the artists on the come up. Yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah. so, so you you don't see some cats that like, dang, I ain't know they were gonna make, it, but them boy them blew out of it. V, if you in Atlanta, you gotta yeah, come to V. Yeah, yeah. Like you see everybody. Yeah. At V, that's just. It's a guaranteed stop. Yeah, but um, as far as like seeing people come up, uh, I kind of I learned my lesson with Waka Flocka and the whole Brit Squad movement. I learned my lesson with them because I actually went to school with like half of them. You know what I'm saying? Mm, okay, okay. So like this was like when Gucci and Waka was really about to start taking off. I actually I I kind of had a way in to get with them, you know what I'm saying? And it was offered to me, but I was in college, so I was like, man, fuck that! I'm trying to get to school. I'm a smart done, nigga. You know yeah, he did the Keith. <laughs> Keith had the same situation. Now, nah, bro, but you gotta understand because it's like at the end of the day, you don't know, you don't know how that music shit go. It's, work it's out, a you know lottery ticket. Yeah, you know. So at I was just like, time. I mean, at that time, and then like I was still trying to learn how to get into this game and what I wanted to do. I just knew I wanted to be on radio. Right. So I was like, okay, now I'm just gonna focus on school. And, and then like, they Brit Squad. Nah, I saw like, <laughs> but it was like guys that you know. Like it's di- it's different from like when it's somebody that you don't know. But when it's right. like when you see these people, we, we walk the same hallways. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like we hanging out in the same spots, and then out of nowhere, y'all become rappers. No, Michael Montana, Derez Deshaun, both of them. We all bad groceries at Food Depot together. Damn, I didn't even know Mike rap. <laughs> I did not know. I did not know. But then when Do It came out, like when he had Do It, I do was it, doing. Do it, do it, do I was doing. Um, we getting that history. Nah, um, I was doing college radio. <laughs> that nigga <laughs> Mark. <laughs> that nigga Mark written that shit. <laughs> like, nah, that ain't it. That was it. I was gonna cut it out. <laughs> Mark don't edit. Right. Mark don't be editing that shit. <laughs> I keep going. Nah, but uh, when he dropped Do It, I was doing uh, college radio at Clayton State. And I was like, oh, shit, man, bring that shit up here. So I finally got it. I was, like, one of the first people to play that song. But I did not know that he did music at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I knew, and just like with Derez, like, I knew he rapped, but I didn't know he was seriously pursuing it. And then he dropped the whole project. Damn. You know what I'm saying? So it's different. But, like, watching them make it, I was like, okay, you can't overlook nobody. Nobody. Because you don't know. Because you don't know. Anybody can make it. Yeah, you don't know. But, like, nah, but at the end of the day, like, that talent that they had, just like um, Southside from yeah. Illinois Mafia, went to school with us too. Right, right You know what I'm saying? Right, Same right, thing. Right. I didn't even know that he did music. 
Right. You know, and the only thing I knew was the drop. I just heard the drop. Southside on the track. You know what I'm saying? Then out of nowhere, oh, that's you, Josh? Damn. <laughs> Niggas blew up. Yeah. All of them, so man. that's what's up, man. This is, uh, I mean, as y'all can see, this is why I got this brother on, man. Yeah. Uh, somebody that is the epitome of what the hustle looks like. And, uh, P did that. Uh, this next person I want to bring on the podcast, my next guest, uh, actually, uh, my cousin, we think. <laughs> we trying to figure it out, right? So, uh, you said Floyd. Floyd. Yeah, so yeah. he a Floyd. Yeah. So y'all know how to flow. We're we recording the Floyd Plaza right now. Wow. Um, like, we're going to figure it out, but like, I don't, I don't deep dive. When you got Floyd, I'm like, yeah, that's my cousin. Um, so I remember this was last year. I was, uh, um, Trying to holler at this shot of a DJ. Um <laughs> Pancakes and Booze. <laughs> pancakes, whatever the event, right? Yeah, yeah. So pancakes and booze. You know what I'm saying? They had it all DJ staff. And I was like, you know, so I came in looking good, smelling good, walking through, you know what I'm saying? Spending money I ain't got on these fine ass vendors. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause they had all these art, right? They had all these artists that was up, and then they had different clothes uh, vendor so came up on this brother man energy was really, really well it was like it was good energy y'all know i be vibing and um he just started telling me stuff he was doing and it was that sweatshirt that i got the gray sweatshirt with the pop yeah so i seen that sweatshirt i ended up buying that and brother just started telling me his work look i'm an artist i paint i do this and um ended up telling me he is the artist of the rap snacks, uh, Master P rap snacks. So, you see all, you see all those the Migos. The uh, man, I was very impressed with your work. Right, you seen I seen the Cardi B, but what showed me you was a real artist? The way you captured Fetty Wap Eye. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like my, man, my man is a real artist bro. Yeah. so uh nah man but since uh when i follow you know i, I follow if, if people pay attention i don't really follow everybody on social media like my social media timeline is like motivation 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 bit booty motivation motivation bit booty okay motivation you know what i'm saying like everybody i watch like if I follow you, it's because I watch and I believe in what you're doing, and your grind inspires my grind. So just watching this brother, his hustle, his grind has always inspired me. And you know, I just want to bring him on to the conversation to talk about what he do. So y'all, do me a favor, give a round of applause to my big cousin, King Pop. Appreciate that, man. How you feeling, bro? Ah man, I'm blessed, man. I'm happy to be here. Happy to, you know what I'm saying, be surviving in COVID. You know what I mean? Facts. Yeah. What? You know what I mean? I know I ain't got it. I know Simple I ain't got things. it. Simple things. Hey, look. look. <laughs> <laughs> Simple things. It's hard out here right now. Nah, for, it, for a lot of people. It is. It yeah. is. It is, man. And um, one thing, it's a lot of bad stuff that came out of COVID, but it is a lot of good stuff. Like, COVID really challenged us all to refocus in, on our craft, like, in like, mm-hmm. and am I recession proof? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Is my hustle, is my grind recession proof? Facts. So, like, what's that one thing you feel like you've learned about your grind, your hustle, how you want to adjust because of COVID? Man, um, shoot, man, to be honest with you, man, I feel like my whole, like, I guess, infrastructure of my business has been, you know, um, kind of like, created or like just 
put together in a way where it's already like recession proof or whatever. You know right. what I'm saying? Just because like I'm a digital, more of a digital artist or whatever. Even though I do fine art and I do, you know, a lot of, you know, fashion and like, you know, things of that nature like that require me to use my hands. But I feel like for the most part, like it's really like uh, shed light on the fact that the things that I've already been doing over the last 10, 15 years have already been like in the light of like, all right, digital world, a new, this whole new right. world right. order, it's, quote unquote. Exactly. Type thing. Yeah. And nothing is, uh, these folks ain't even giving us quarters no more. Oh, Thanks. man. Ain't I'm, I'm like, I'm like, nah. like the Bruh, fa- when I saw that, <laughs> bro, the fact that, you know, that's how I know there is this like elite group that make decisions like the fact that you got so many of these major corporations to go along with this bullshit that say that they got a shortage of coins coins short like real coins all over the place look i seen a meme that said uh uh america there's a shortage of coins then it was like black people then it showed us all with our water jugs hey you know i got i'm like who need quarters bro i got you like right. i'm like <laughs> like what are you talking about how is there a shortage of change but it's it's crazy to seeing how they just gonna they gonna force it on you. Gonna, I remember when we didn't have to uh, wear uh we didn't you used to not have to take off your uh shoes in the airport. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Before nine eleven, you had to you been you, walk right through. You like just walk right through. Mm-hmm. I remember you could smoke on the airplane. You can smoke like, in a restaurant. It's everything just starts changing. So like I'm just saying, we Damn, start. Nigga, how old you is? Nah. I don't remember that. Nah, look, I'm smoking <laughs> on the airplane. <laughs> now, you can smoke on the airplane. Like, yeah, bro. I remember because I seen a movie, but you know. But Eldridge is an old soul. Yeah, yeah. I've been here before. They got a name like Eldridge. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, man, I, I got I brought y'all, gentlemen, man. I'm gonna be real. I brought y'all here because, uh, have you seen the series? Yeah. You know what, man? I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I haven't. I'm about. I'm about. To, I'm definitely gonna check it out, though. Yeah. I mean, you don't work with them closer than I have, so it's okay. You, you I'm, got. I'm yeah, gonna really. definitely. I, I'm still gonna. It's always Jews, man. Yeah, it's yeah. Always Jews. You, I'm you, going. I'm gonna go dig because I gotta get a, some of that 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 P money too. You like know what I mean? you bring a perspective of actually dealing in what we see. What up? You bring a perspective of dealing in like the word of what we watched. Yeah. So, you know, I'm yeah. I'm definitely ready to hear yeah. what you're gonna talk about on this. So watch the documentary. It's a five it's a five series and uh Keith put me on it. So definitely I want you to chime in as well. Um but watching it, it just shows how who Master P was, how he thought, how he built. And it all just started with just having a belief that Bruh, I want to do more for my family, right? Yeah. I'm going to do more for my family, and I know I got a plan. Like, that's the thing that I love about it. Like, because we all got that plan. Mm-hmm. We all got that one thing that we want to we do, and we just know it's true. And Master P was just unwavering in his plan. Like, so, one thing, uh, I was I was just going through trying to figure out, like, Man, what are the point? These are all my notes. That's a whole lot of notes. <laughs> <laughs> Takeaway. Yeah. Like, I would go, I was like, man, it was so many takeaways. Like, I was literally just watching this shit like a college course. Like, it was so much I didn't know. Like, mm-hmm. he, I didn't know he moved to Richmond, California. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely I, didn't know that. I didn't know that. So I'm like, I'm thinking yeah. the whole time this was built in, in New, New Orleans. Orleans. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nah. I, the whole. Calio. Like, bro, I didn't realize he had that much yeah. influence on the West Coast. And then the mm-hmm. fact that somebody from the South just, because, you know, that new like I remember when I went to California 
and they thought I was like how I talk was crazy. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine New Orleans cat going yeah, over Creole. there like, bro, you a yeah. real out of towner, bro. Yeah. With a mouthful of gold teeth. Right. Bro, <laughs> mouthful of gold. So first thing what it showed me, right, when he bought the record store. So in, in uh, California, he bought a record store. Entrepreneurship is the foundation of all success, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That record store, like, put him in the game. To, and it opened up doors. It's how he even got on pop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what's the one thing about his beginning that really stood out to you, Keith, that was like, dang, um, like. <clears throat> I would say, and we talk about this, about the black community, him having a grandfather, right? Mm-hmm. And, and having that foresight to like, I'm gonna put you in this school over here so you can learn differently, mm-hmm. and just kind of expose him to something different. And then him having to come back home, and like he said, his family was on both sides of New Orleans, mm-hmm. uh, Calio projects, and what's the other one? Uh, Fifth Ward, like yeah, yeah, back and forth. Like I never knew that. Basically, his whole family was military. Like yeah. his uncles, his dad. That's how that came from. I mean, yeah. hell, even C. Murder went to the military. Like. These niggas was military cats. So it's like, okay, you had some structure. You had some education. But you know how society is, man. Even with the structure and education, that shit still pulls a family down. And it's like, okay, how do you break out of that mold? Hell, a nigga left. Like he said, yeah. it. he was like, you know, he was out there hustling, doing everything. I mean, after the college, after he messing up his knee and shit, like, you know what? I need to leave. Is everybody from, is anybody over here from Georgia? From, nah, I'm a, I'm I'm originally from North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah, me too. I was born in North Carolina, so yeah. I was raised out here. I know what yeah, part? What I, part? Uh, Goldsboro, Goldsboro, Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. So, all right, everybody. I'm from Georgia, but I'm from Monroe. So, everybody to left. Yeah, so step yeah. one, yeah, you yeah, got to leave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so step one, everybody done left uh, yeah. and did their thing. Now, one thing there used to be a meme going around talking about. Oh, he won. Um, he got ten thousand dollars from a. Uh, uh, it was always said life insurance, yeah. But it mm-hmm. it, it, it came from a, a settlement. They killed his granddaddy. Yeah, oh, they, I ga- didn't know that. they gave a granddaddy the wrong medicine mm. in the hospital because he went in there for like uh, he was he had high blood yeah, pressure or something surgery, like that. Yeah. And uh, the nurse was getting his medicine on the way out, gave him the wrong medicine, and it killed him. Mm. So malpractice. So, so he got that ten thousand from the settlement. But that ain't shit though. But I mean, well, back was, in those well, days, back well, nah, in those nah, days, wait, that's a lot of money. That was a piece they gave him. Yeah, so but, his family, yeah, everybody. That, I think everybody got something. And to that point too, that seed money. You mm-hmm. know, what yeah. I mean? imagine if your family could just give you five to ten thousand to start, start your thing. To start off. Yeah. Yeah, now, what you do with it, that's on you. But if you have a plan, and that's the, the big vision, part. Yeah, ten, like ten thousand, especially at that age. He could put you here. He could put anybody. He ain't buy no chain. Yeah. He wouldn't buy a record store. Yeah, exactly. He ain't buy no chain. And he like, lived in that record store. That yeah. that was his. That see the reason I could agree with that. So my uh, mom and dad had a store called Go West, and like bro, we used to literally be in that thing living, bro. Like we used to be <laughs> like like I'm talking about it was just the the hustle and the grind, like the mm-hmm. humble beginnings, bro. Like yeah. how do you not like just seeing. It's a certain level of belief. Like, folk was folk always been selling out the Trump. Yeah. We still got to sell out the Trump method now. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like, the sell, it just looks different now. Yeah, I was selling out the Trump yesterday. Yeah, like you were, because I was about to pull up on you. I was about to pull up. So, <laughs> so like, so like the, the and fact, that's the South to me. Bro, yeah, that's the, the South. Bro, the fact that this dude, like, hustled the way he hustled, and we seen, I was like, man, who believes in themselves that much? 
like the dude like we just talked about the numbers of what he was selling right so uh the uh the uh devil trying the hood trying to kill me the ghetto trying to kill me a hundred thousand copies you're like how much you sold yesterday? <laughs> like, like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, perspective. Mm-hmm. How much time do you got to put in the fucking mm-hmm. streets? Yeah, right. To sell a hundred thousand copies. That's and what thing I love about face people, to face, bruh, face to face, hand to hand. Not, not Shopify, not dropship. Well, you ain't got to do nothing. Like, it's so fucking easy now. I got to meet you. Like, not I can get on social media and get access to a million people. I had to see. Yeah, I like, had to get in my car. <laughs> yeah, I could get shot. Yeah, he talked about going to the hood with the yep. wrong colors. I'm like, bro, I'm just selling CDs, my yep. G. Like, <laughs> please don't shoot. Nah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, one thing, Master P, I think I want us to get to, and um, and I try to live this way, is collaboration of a competition. Master P would go in your hood. Like, like when you when you seen the strategy, he talked about he used to do three things. Number one, he would look for all the niggas with the fly cars and loudspeakers. Mm-hmm. He would he would give them a CD. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing. Number two, he would give the crackheads uh, T-shirts. <laughs> niggas they, do that to this they, day. They, I do. I did it. I did that. <laughs> <laughs> Human billboards. Human billboards. And then number three, he would go uh, to the club with all the shoulders. Like, literally, the dude had, like, a blueprint, but he would find the hottest dude in every hood. And when he put them all on one track together, mm-hmm. that uh, what's the name of that uh, West Coast, uh yeah, West Bad Coast Boys. Bad Boys. West Coast Bad Boys was like the most genius idea ever. I looked at that shit like, damn, this nigga found every nigga in every hood. Like, in, so you got he found Pittsburgh, he found Mechanicville, mm-hmm. he found uh, I mean, name all of East Atlanta. He found all the hoods, whoever the hottest, put them nigga on one album, three hundred thousand. So it's just like the business mind of this motherfucker was like beyond, yeah, real. It was, it was before like his time. He's like way before, way before his time. So, bro, like talk, talk to me. You don't work with him, bro. How did the rap slash deal come apart? Man, it's funny because um, I actually went to school with um, with the marketing director for Rap Snacks or whatever, and um, shoot, she showed the founder my work. You know what I mean? James Lindsay. She mm-hmm. showed him my work, and after that, it was like, you know, he liked my work, and like we just got to work. Did you get the, um, y'all had any meetings or anything? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Um, My office, I had, my first studio was at the Metropolitan Loft, like, literally right, right around the, the corner. Right, yeah, right. Like before gentrification. Yeah, yeah. Got it. <laughs> right now, they're called the, the Met. The, the Mets. Met. The, you know the Mets. Like, I was one of the trailblazers you know to, how, to that to that whole area. You know how artists, white collectors coming over shit. there. Like, yeah. So, so, he literally pulled up on me, man, in a big body bands. You know what I'm saying? He pulled up on me. Cut me a nice little, like, nice little check to get get things started or whatever. You know what I mean, day one. So um, the foundation was like it was definitely laid proper, and I, I mean, my office wasn't nothing glamorous. You know what I'm saying? Like I was, you know, I think he liked it I, for that. that yeah, was, okay. yeah, I think he's still a hood. I had a big, I had a, I had a, I had a three thousand square foot building though. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like I got that. Like I was like twenty five, twenty six. You know what I'm saying? Like I got a big building ready. You know what I'm saying? Ready to go. 
So it was it was still like one of those things where I'm sure he was like, man, nigga, how you, you know what I mean? You 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 ambitious, you know what I'm saying? Right, you got right. this big space or whatever. And I mean, I had it filled with like my art or whatever. You know what I mean? Then you you, you go through the, the through the studio and into my office or whatever. It's like my office is like not what my my the outside look like. You know what I'm saying? It's like it still got that grind on it. Like yo, right. he's still grinding. Right, 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 right. right. So like one right. thing I loved about the documentary, it just looked like if he wanted to do business, he was doing business. Like the way they made it seem like he was signing niggas. He was like. Hey, I told him my homeboy was five. <laughs> and he came up, he's like, shoo, shoo, shoo. all right, let's like go. He said, give you a check for a day. Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, you sign, you get $100,000 in the bank, house in your name, car, Rolex watch. Yep. Boom, that's the pay. And two guns. And, and, and two, two guns. guns. Everybody, everybody had two guns for no limit. Ain't that crazy, though, like how he like was way ahead of his time? Like, cats, like, even now, like, labels now are not even protecting their artists like that now. Facts. Just think yeah. about, you know what I'm saying, even the QC situation mm-hmm. that just happened. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, yeah. If you're, I don't want to really speak on, like, yeah, you, you know what I'm saying, like, just the yeah. whole, like, dynamics of, yeah. like, how he positioned. Like, his artists, you know what I'm saying, yeah. from a financial standpoint, from a family standpoint, from a protection standpoint, Special. like, all of those things he said are it, very he, important. He was like, bro, we are family. Like, he said, like, if you with, like, if you're with uh, no losing, nobody can touch you. Mm-hmm. If you with no limit, nobody can touch you. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing that I love about Master P is so much that wouldn't be here if it weren't for him. Like, Man. bro, we wouldn't have Snoop. He saved Snoop Dogg life, bro. He straight up saved Snoop. Like, mm-hmm. and Snoop Dogg, like, Come on, speak I, done, on it. I done heard, so I done heard the story when Snoop was talking about what Master P did for him. But, like, for him to go to Suge, like, Suge Knight was a real killer, bro. Like, yeah. everybody know that. Like, he went to Suge in prison, dog, mm-hmm. and, like, straight up just negotiated Snoop out of his contract. Gangster. Just straight one, up. One thing I will say about that uh, moment, too, I've noticed. You know, they always have rumors about how Suge and them and uh, Jay Prince and them kind of wanted their own distribution. Yeah. They kind of wanted. I saw in that moment when P said, look, whatever they offering you, I'll give you an extra three, four on top of that. Suge wants to do black business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? One thing, it, killer or not, he wants to work with yeah. the black man. Well, you know well Snoop Dogg talked about that. Snoop Dogg said, like, honestly, I thought they were both uh, businessmen. They were yeah. both Fortune 500 businessmen. He said, should just participated more in the hood politics. Exactly. That's the only difference. Master P, he, he left that. Shit he alone. left it alone. So mm-hmm. like one number, first takeaway I got from Master P was, if you want to hit, you got to go legit. First takeaway, like and and that's in legit in every route. That's in business. Like you got to realize the man spent twenty five thousand just to have a conversation. With Michael Jackson, lawyer, yeah. <laughs> just have a conversation. He spent twenty five thousand, but out of that conversation, he got the idea of the distribution deal. So that twenty five thousand got him the infamous eighty twenty deal Crazy. that we all know about now, mm-hmm. because he didn't know that. Like, like the dude. My favorite part when the dude told him, "We got a million dollars for you." It's Jimmy Iovine. Yeah, he was like, it "If you going. don't make this deal, if you don't make this deal, you'll never get another deal in the city." He said, come Mass P was like, all right, I'm going to go to lunch. I'll be back. He said, well, if you don't come back, you'll never get another deal. Mass P never came back. Mm-hmm. Never came back. Like, the thing about it, if he would have came back, what we would have seen. It would have been so small. Yeah. Like, like, I remember at his peak, black people thought that he was a billionaire. Oh, for sure. Man. With all the businesses that he Ghetto owned. Ghetto Bill Gates. Man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
Like we would never got to see that at all. And that was an inspirational thing because at that point we had never saw somebody that was straight from the South came from the hood and got up there to where Diddy was at. He was like higher than Diddy. Right. Basically. And he was, P ain't lyrical. You know what I'm saying? Ah, he's not yeah. like the, well, you know what I'm saying? Well, you ain't grabbing his verses like mm-hmm. holding on every word. He's just pumping it out. You Man, know what I'm saying? P, P, 15, 20 years ahead of where we are now. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, with, like how he always preaching on, pop, on, on, um, on product. Product, man, product, yep. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody, like, like, look at, like, right now, we can't tour. Like, can't, the artists can't tour. Like, what you, what you doing now? You can't tour. You can't mm-hmm. make that big bag. What you doing now? Like, mm-hmm. what your hustle really look like? Yep. All these bundle packages. You see what I'm saying? Doing. Like, what it, what it like, look like? Well, that's why, our, that's why labels start, I think Master P, is why labels start getting smarter and mm-hmm. confining their artists to them 360 deals. Oh, for yeah. sure. Like, like them 360 deals, like, really imprisons the artists yeah. and you get all their money. Like, uh, they seen how Master P were moving. Crazy. They're like, nah, like, cause one thing I, one thing I say about Master P, like, nobody can say, well, not that I know of, but you ain't never heard nobody say, oh, he got us for our money or he tried to hold us in this contract. He tried to mm-hmm. take something away from us, and everybody on the everybody on the uh, uh, documentary mm-hmm. like, yo, he, when we wanted to leave, he ripped up the contract, and he go. just let them leave. Yeah. Or if it was a, a dispute, like with Beast by the Pound in the money situation, he was like, all right, you want more money? You feel like he can run it yourself? I'll let you go and go start your own company. Now the sound kind of changed, but he ain't finna hold you and take your publishing and hold mm-hmm. you to like, nah, I only he do that shit. Piece, I'm gonna hold the masters. You get everything else. So what you think, uh, Sturge, like somebody that hustled the way you do, what did this do to you and how did it inspire you to move, like like adjust? Um, I had really knew the majority of the story already because be, just being a fan and I've just liked to know what happened to get there, you know what I'm saying, because I started from the bottom, so I always tried to see those stories. But um, I think the one thing I took from his story that I could relate to like just in recent times right now, it's just like how you try to lead by example for your peoples, mm. but everybody ain't catching on. Mm. And, when, and then when everybody ain't catching on, wow. we all stuck with that survivor's remorse. Lesson number you two, know what I'm you can't save everybody. You can't, bruh, bruh. Because I swore when I started off doing this shit, I swore I was going to take everybody with me. All my cousins, hey, yo. We all boys, man. I die for y'all, man. Listen, y'all, whatever y'all doing is cool. I'm going to college. You know what I'm saying? All my peoples that I knew in the streets, and at the end of the day, it's just me standing here. Man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then, and then it, it, it's sad, like, because yeah. even with the uh, C-Murder, yeah, like, C-Murder wasn't all the way wrong in his thinking of not leaving the people. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you don't want to just completely... Lead the people. That was uh, some real shit when he said he still had that apartment. Yeah, <laughs> bro, yeah. Bro, he I, said, I used to hear them bro. stories, man. Yeah, they, they said, they said, because Master P got them all houses in the country club. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But he said the thing he was most proud of was his apartment. <laughs> that nigga still had an apartment in the trap, bro. And that thing was like, he was just a real hood dude, yeah. dog, and he just felt like it wouldn't be real if he left. Yeah. So it's like, you can leave. You don't have to leave. You just got to operate differently. Yeah, that was the issue with C murder. I don't think we need to leave our hoods. I think we just got to operate differently in them. Yeah. So I don't think he was all the way wrong. 
in his mindset, mm-hmm. but how he was delivering his mindset, that's what got him jammed up. Yeah. That's what got him jammed up on that dumb shit. That yeah. that Mac situation, you know, yeah. he was completely innocent. Dude gets on camera and said, Hey, I'm the one that I saw him approach me. I shot him. So Mac the Mac story, this is my third takeaway I got from it. Level up when it's time to level up. Mm. Mac, mm-hmm. he told him quit performing in those small clubs. Yeah. Stop holding on to the past. Yeah. yeah. He did like, told us that. Like he was like, stop like because you know, you gotta realize where Mac then was going to small clubs and like Jay Z uh going to perform at Barnacles. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, 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 nigga, you, you, you uh-huh. own. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, you gotta level up now and quit trying to be that, uh, that, uh, big fish in that small pond. That's great. Huh? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Like, it was, it was like, he was like, bro, I'm telling you, stop going to clubs. But one thing he always said, they grown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They grown. I can't tell a grown man what not to do. And that's how he got jammed up in it. So we gotta level up. So then I ask myself, what is my version of a small club? that I'm performing in right now. Mm. Like, what's that one area where I got to, like, stop fucking with, you know what you I'm saying? Know, you know it. Huh? Like, I say, and we all know all it. Right, so we what's yours? You know it. What's yours? We all know it. <laughs> what's your small I club? Man, honestly, you know, I feel like, you know, certain shows, you know what I mean, that might have artists that are not necessarily, you know, seasoned artists where they – shown like nationally or internationally like those are like you know yeah you gotta challenge yourself you know what i'm saying right but you know the thing about it is like i feel like you know i still like i still will do some of the smaller shows but i do it with another you know consciousness like I, i go in it with the understanding that there's a kid there you know what i'm saying that needs to see me that needs to interact with me in that way and that's where my, you know what I'm saying, my energy, like I shifted, you know, from, all right, let me get all the bread that's in here to, all right, I'm going to get some of this bread, but let me make sure that I, you know, share some of this knowledge with some of the artists that are there or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, so, energy. So I th- that's why I going back to what I said about C Murder. It's like you can stay in your hood, but your mindset got to be different. Yep. People right. trying to stay there and be one of them. Right. Like, nah, bro, you got to be pulling them up. Like, that's what Master P did. Master yeah. P never left the hood. Man. He still was relevant in the hood, but he was just on a on a boss. Well, and he understood safety and protection. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, the paper just says, I got $350 million. I can't be living over here, nor can any of my family be over here. Nah. That's why, back to your point, he bought everybody those houses in the country club. But, I mean, that still wasn't safe. Right. So, um, fourth lesson I learned from Master P. Pay your people well, and they'll pay you back better. I'm so, with that. I'm with that. So, uh, mystical had a song. I ain't this. This shit did mystical good. Yeah. Like you oh, really, yeah. you really got that fuck with mystical after you watch this even more. <laughs> um, but like mystical had a song. He wanted Snoop on it. Snoop asked for thirty five hundred. Snoop Dogg giving thirty five hundred dollar futures, bro. Now this is after Gin and Juice came out. This is like Snoop Dogg is Snoop Dogg. That was love. And he was giving thirty five. No, he he said I just needed some money in my pocket. Yeah, that was he said, love. I needed something. Yeah. And Master P gave him thirty five thousand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So pay your people well. <laughs> and Snoop was like, "You're my type of nigga. I'm hey, fucking with you." And look, they'll pay you back better. So imagine how much much more much more money Snoop Dogg just off the last mm-hmm. meal alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That album alone that went platinum. 
Yeah. Like, if you pay your people well, they'll pay you back even better. And I loved how Snoop got that business mentality because when you hear him break it down, like, look, it was my last album. The way P's deal is set up, he gets the master, so I wanted him to have some Dr. Dre beats. So I got Dr. Dre on a lot of my songs, mm-hmm. but it's with No Limit. Mm-hmm. That's part of P's catalog now. Mm-hmm. So now I'm paid you back. Paid it forward. You know yep. what I'm saying? All the way Tenfold, forward. Tenfold, not yep. more than just cash. Like, mm-hmm. you got catalog. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, um, fifth lesson I got from SP. Like I tell him, I got yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm gems. So your first business will always take make your uh, second business blow up faster. Your first business will always make your second business blow up faster. Yeah, look, mm-hmm. I can speak on that. Like, speak look, on it. Speak on. Nah, like just yesterday, um, we're we're out at the um. The uh, John Lewis um, mural or whatever, you know what I mean? Like basically, like campaigning for uh, people to vote or whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like so, we had like it was probably like ten, fifteen different artists. You know what I mean? Like setting up or whatever. But they had like booths set up where you know it looked like um, voters' booths or whatever. But in yeah, the front of the vo- vo- uh, voter booths were um, like. Paintings like each artist had a painting that would drop. So when you open up the booth, like you know what I'm saying, like or move the painting to the side, you walk into the booth. But uh, long story short, or whatever, I literally, um, you know, I was selling some of my prints, like some of my digital prints, or whatever. You know what I'm saying, which is some of my newer stuff. You know what I mean? Um, I showed the producer of the show some of my art on my on my uh, my phone, which is my first business. You know what I'm saying? Literally, I was selling prints for like seven dollars a piece. You know what I'm saying? Just commercial stuff. I showed her one of my uh, one of my original paintings. You know what I'm saying? That was like a band. Right. I showed it to her. You know what I mean? She bought and she, she bought it. That's so it's like it's a, it's, 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 what you just said. Yeah. Your first you business, know what I'm like literally. So the way Master P did it with his uh, second business. Yeah, I, I be in the shit. I just came right back. <laughs> <laughs> so the way Master P did it, like. He got the music done blew up. He doing his thing. He said, "All right, I want to do a movie." He takes twenty. He takes two hundred thousand dollars, invest in a movie, and it brings back twenty million. Mm. <laughs> nigga, straight, straight to box, nigga. Straight to your home DVD. Straight to DVD. Uh, VHS. Uh, v- VHS. He was the first one to do it. Because people weren't doing it. Mm-hmm. He Legendary. Was the first, he was the first to go, uh, I'm about it. Before yep. Streets is watching. I'm about it brought 20 million, bro. I didn't know that. I didn't know that part. Gave him the blueprint. Yeah. 20 million. Like, this yeah. is the blueprint. But everybody did have that tape. Yeah. But, Every- but uh, who said it? I think I heard Aries Spears. Aries Spears was on the interview. He said, nigga, the hottest bootleg tape in the hood at that time was about it, it and the R. Kelly tape. He said everybody had it. Bro, you had to have it. You had to have it. So so that was that was the thing I learned from that. Now, the sixth lesson I learned from SP. All money and good money. Mm. Now we done heard this. That's a lesson that we all know, but seeing how Master P turned their money multiple times, millions of dollars. So the first time was the label. The label offered him a million, mm-hmm. and he said, "Well, if this white man want to give him a million, he don't even know me. Mm. I must be worth twenty. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> they got that cartel. The cartel seen that nigga <laughs> so much money, like he was moving drugs. 
They don't pull it up on his movie set. They say, I got a million for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> cash, nigga. Yeah. They, they put out a million cash. What can you like, do with it? Mass people like, nah, nah. nah. What can I'm you do with it? it? What can you do I'm with it? I'm straight on it, dog. Extortion. I'm straight, bro. But, like, who really going to turn down money? Well, I mean, and the good thing, too, like they said, after he turned it down, nigga, like, the they next got week, that cartel got busted. So mm-hmm. his movie shit would have been intertwined. And who, he would probably been on some death row type shit. Like, when they, mm-hmm. you know, brought your label down, just, hell, um, Murder, Inc. type shit. You know, mm-hmm. bring your label down yeah. because you intertwined with the streets and shit. Yep. Like, but, P cleaned, he cleaned this shit up. Bruh, so, like, um... That that was like a strong one. I was just saying, like, man, this nigga that like Master P, just for him to have a mindset. Even like, so Cash Money came to him, right? Mm, yeah. Cash Money them came for him some money. They were like, and we know what Cash Money them were doing back then. Mm-hmm. Them was they were rocking. So Cash Money was like, look, we'll do it. Uh, we want to do our distribution through you. So that means all that shit, Juvenile, Wayne. Uh, you you cash make, money, young money, but big all, Thomas. all of that shit would have been distributed through. That's some real money, Manny fresh. All that shit would have been coming through him, but he was smart enough to realize all money ain't good money. Birdman want to be his own boss. This shit ain't gonna work. Uh. Birdman want to be his own boss, and I know that because I don't got into situations where it was a. It looked like a good opportunity, but in the back of my head, I already knew this shit really wasn't gonna work. The nigga already had his own plan, right. but we just trying to force it. But he was yeah. just smart enough to turn that shit down. Like, you know, and Pete, I could tell Pete's heart just different, bro. Like, yeah, you, it is. You don't hear different art, uh, different CEOs taking care of their people, even down to Bird Man. Like, yeah, they, they made money, but everybody will tell you some business deal. Him and Wayne even fell over some business mm-hmm. deal. That was supposed to be his son. That shit never happened with Pete. Let's take my seven point. Mm. I got from part uh, from uh, uh, Master P. If you pull your people up, they will take you higher. Mm. If you pull I your people that. up, yeah. they will take you higher. So you got to think about it. He spent three hundred and twenty-five thousand buying mystical out his uh contract. Mm-hmm. This is the first time a label got a check. Exactly to get an artist like yep. so. Mystical was fucked up. He was like one of the most popular folk were loving him, but he wasn't making no money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't making no money. He was in the hole. He wrote the check. How much money he made off Mystical? Like I'm talking about how much? Like how much bread he got off this dude? So that three hundred twenty five thousand wasn't shit. Mm-hmm. He spent two million for a Snoop Dogg contract. Mm-hmm. So if you pull your people up, they'll take you a lot higher. I know that because I done been in a situation where I done help team members. You know what I'm saying? I done help mm-hmm. people out. And just by me helping them out, them them getting back on their feet don't help me go to another level because mm-hmm. your team focus. You know what I'm saying? Like it really like Master P is the blueprint of being uh the captain of a team. Man, shoot. Oh, sure. Man, I had like at my studio, man, I housed so many people. Like literally, you know what I'm saying? Like I had like Shoot, I had like at least eight, nine, ten people living, you know what I'm saying, in my studio. Oh, yeah, see, you was at the old Met when they used to let you live there. Yeah, I was living living there. I was living there. Yeah, they they don't even let you live there no more. You know, they don't phased all that out. They don't don't let nobody live there no more. (laughs) Nah, they still doing it. Uh Oh. They they, they still doing it. Damn. 
Hey, look, I ain't gonna lie. I, I don't, I don't spit out of the bit loss a few times, See, bro. In this studio, they still bro. doing it. You can't control that. You can't, niggas out here you can't hustle, control man. that. You now, know what I mean? I, I do like that. Uh, what you said that said about P on that too, because most of his business deals. He let it be known he wanted to work with his people. Like even when he started his sports agency, mm-hmm. he put his those black lawyers on. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And had them doing deals. Right. The boys and, yeah. and that's the one unfair part I did not like um Speak about on. that was with Ricky um Williams. Because I do remember when he signed with him and it was all this controversy. Oh yeah, he gave him a bad deal. Like that was the barbershop talk that he gave him a bad deal. And nobody came out and said, no, Ricky wanted that deal. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? He wanted right. to take the $8 million up front and said he wanted to earn the rest of it. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that don't make no sense. Ricky Williams quit to go smoke weed. What you mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Uh, and, and he got his money, and he got hurt. And what people don't realize, running backs don't get their money up front. Like, well, but yeah. that's, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, the deal, because he got hurt, the deal actually made sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so they were trying to begin. That was a propaganda machine. Mm-hmm. Like, because you seen, if you look at the biggest controversy uh, Master P really had, it wasn't one of that hood shit. It was when he started impeding on white people money. Mm-hmm. So signing one of the biggest athletes to ever come out of college, mm-hmm. that was impeding on their money. When you get him, and one thing I liked about Ricky, Ricky was revolutionary mm-hmm. because he went with Master P. Yep. To to choose a black owned company, yeah. a black owned agency before a rock nation, bruh, 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 it wouldn't be a rock nation. it wouldn't be a rock nation if it weren't for No Limit Sports, dog. Mm-hmm. Like right. so, so for him to got name choose this black owned agency, they'll have no athletes mm-hmm. over all the white owned agencies. That was some revolutionary shit. And if even if you look at the interview. Ricky, you can tell in his voice, he still believe in Pete. Yeah, he oh, do, sure. he do. Like, like, like that nigga, that that, bro, like, that nigga, like, he was talking that shit, like, like, I'm talking about, I could hear it in his voice. This shit was exciting. He was so happy mm. to be a part of that No Limit shit. Yeah. And, and you can tell he just wished that, like, that he could have just worked through them politics. Like, because mm. at the end of the day, after you have a bad season like that, you do want to get back in. Right. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't be smirching for saying, okay, I had to, Get the regular lawyer, and we gonna go this route, get some more money because they're not even fucking with P's lawyer. Like they're not even trying to. Yeah, he got blackballed. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's all it's that shit. Di- it's different when you get money from your own people, man. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? You can go you talk can go, about you that go, shit. You can go get a bag from from you know what I mean, a corporation or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I done got plenty of bags from different corporations. You know what I'm saying? But like when you getting money from like people that look like you, people that think like you, people who, you know what I'm saying, like know the emotion to be black. Mm. It's like it's a different type of appreciation because like money is just, you know what I mean, it's just an exchange of energy anyway. Right, so right. you getting that, you getting a whole different kind of energy. When you're when dealing you're with black people, man. Yeah. yeah. I ain't gonna lie, it's, it's like, I mean, it's like some DJing, right? So mm-hmm. I used to try DJ back in the day. The issue. With me, I'm, I realize I'm an excellent host. Yeah. I'm just not a DJ. And the reason why I'm not a DJ is because I want to play what I want to play. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to goddamn keep on doing new shit. I'm like, nigga, this shit riding still, nigga. Yeah, yeah. Nobody want to hear that. <laughs> so, so, uh, but I remember the most money I used to get, I used to do corporate events. Like, there one company, uh, I, I, uh, used to do Northside Hospital. I used to do their Christmas party. Right. Children's Hospital, I used to do their Christmas party. Got some checks. Um, mm-hmm. I used to do uh, 
uh, Children's Hospital, they used to rent out all of Maggiano's right there, mm-hmm. Buckhead, doing that. I did the season four rap party for uh, Walking Dead. Okay. So, like, I'm, I had got with a company that was putting me on because mm-hmm. the boss, he was doing shit like Mary Kay 50,000 reps mm-hmm. in Dallas. Like, he was doing that. So, he was giving me a little, uh, I need to do this 1,500 right. people party. So the, like, urban, the urban the urban side of his business. <laughs> right, right, Not right. really urban, but still yeah, the yeah. urban side, exactly, paper-wise. Exactly. So, uh, I remember the difference between DJing at white people events and black people events. It's completely different. Yeah. White people events, it's actually easier, right? It's easier, but the energy ain't the same. Mm-mm. It's just nothing like when you with black folk and you mm-hmm. just, like, black folk know what to do when you yeah. put that, dun, 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 live. Right, right. You ain't got to You ain't got to coach Black people know what to do, bro. Like, it's just everything better when it's us, dog. And I remember uh, I stopped DJing them hospitals because they used to be open bar. And the white hoes used to be coming up to my DJ booth talking about, Daquan, Daquan, play this song. Like, bitch, don't try me. Like, 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 Daquan. Bruh, this is what I'm talking about. You got a room full of drunk ass white folk trying to got they have a good time. I'm the black DJ. Like, they want to be fun to call me Daquan. Like, like, I won't pack all my shit up. Like, and say, fuck this shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, I feel you on getting money with black people. I'm it's like. different, man. But, but, you know, like, when you, when you just spoke on that, too, I do want to touch on when Pete tell that, tell that story about the country club and how them niggas burnt uh, across. So, that was another lesson I'm about to go to. Hit him. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, man, this nigga Bashby gave me some gems <laughs> to live by. Um, what I got on that one, and I wouldn't even go into that. I was going to say that one, but I'm going to go here now. Uh, what I got for that, you know, white supremacy will always be your biggest struggle. That's what I got from Master P on that. Because, like, yes, he went through the drug shit, you know what I'm saying, the hood shit. But even that has elements of white supremacy of why it is the way it is. Mm-hmm. But the biggest struggles he had was, I'm trying to do this sports and y'all already know how the good old boy NFL club is. So that Ricky Williams shit, you really did some, like, you fucking with our money now. Mm-hmm. So that's when they uh they blocked his lawyers. They wouldn't help him. That, that's why Ricky had to go get his own lawyer. Mm-hmm. When he came in uh to uh the country club, they wasn't giving him loans. The banks weren't giving him loans. So he just had to buy all the houses straight up cash. Wow. So... The banks wouldn't even give him loans to buy the houses. He had the cash. He had the credit. They wouldn't even do it. So, literally, he buying million-dollar homes three, four at a time, dropping cash on them bitches. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, legit cash. Legit cash. So, now you got these white folk in the country club, the KKK burning flag, burning crosses in a country club, gated community. So then, them niggas be like, that shit. bro, I'm talking about, you thinking you straight, mm-hmm. you don't got out the hood, you safe. Like, think about it. I don't got out the hood. I'm safe. I ain't got to look over my shoulder. And now I got white folk burning crosses in my yard. And you still can't respond. You can't retaliate. You you definitely can't pull out your guns and the way you can back. on black folk. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like, if he had did that, he'd be the monster. Exactly. So And, and in jail. And then the police sitting out the community. Every time you come in, come out, the police following you and trailing you. Searching your cars and shit. I'm like, 
Man, it's, it's, cra- it's crazy, though, man, because, like, even, like, now, it's, like, 2020 or whatever, like, you know, we living in times of, like, you know, all right, you have this opportunity to see that you have, you know, freedoms to, to go and start businesses, go and, like, do these different things now, like, right? right. You know what I'm saying? But we, like, as, like, I guess – people generally as as a as a uh, people like you know what I'm saying blacks or whatever we're so accustomed to um getting paychecks mm. uh-huh. you know what I'm saying so it's like even with that freedom you got you got some extra bread to go and try to start this business or whatever but mm-hmm. because of our consciousness you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. we we only like no to like go and go get Jordans or go and go get whatever things that don't have nothing to do with something that's gonna get more money for us. Yeah, the asset whatever. versus a lot. So it's like the supremacy. Like it's like literally like if you looking at like if you looking at what someone is doing for you or opposed to like looking at something that you can do for yourself, it's like the mentality is still there. It's like we 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 saying that they controlling us or we saying that they, you know, own this or own that or whatever, but we're not even really necessarily owning our thoughts. Like we're not even mm-hmm. owning like how we move in relationship to like, damn, like I have an opportunity to move on and like not go back to that nine to five. Yeah. Right. Like right. you know what I'm saying? Like like not not no knock on like nine to fives, but it's like at the end of the day, we it's see. like when are we going to take ownership of our own destiny in a way where we're not looking back at people and saying like damn like yeah but they ain't give me this they ain't give me that it's like mm-hmm. yo like i get it but at the end of the day it's like you now like with the with like what's getting ready to happen like oh reparations and all these different stuff that people are talking about or whatever mm-hmm. like something is gonna happen like we're gonna get some it's gonna be an opportunity where we get some more bread mm-hmm. what are we gonna do with that, to with take that it to the next level. I feel like right. that's what Master P is talking about too. Like he he uh-huh. said on the Breakfast Club interview, he said, you know, I paid twenty five thousand to go talk to that lawyer. These young cats won't even pay me ten thousand to come sit down. Like that deal he did with Kodak, uh-huh. and uh, he was telling Kodak, like, look, I don't want no money from you. Just give me the same twenty percent you was gonna give that lawyer for cutting this deal. Just give me that, and I'm about to get you more money. And Kodak looked at it like, oh, he's trying to get me. Yeah, like, bro, like. <laughs> This Master P, my nigga. What Master, what Master P trying to get up off you, dog? That mentality. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey, look, so next lesson. We'll go there. Lack of trust equals lack of success. Mm. Say that one again. Lack of trust equals lack of success. Um, King George, mm. uh, his partners that fell out with him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because they, they everybody getting money, but everybody thinking like, oh, Master P on all this, like Master P got the masters and hell, what he do though? Yeah, yeah. But everybody eating, exactly. ain't ain't nobody lacking on they, ain't nobody not getting they worth. You know what I'm saying? That nigga sounds salty. Man, P just left me, dog. Yeah, 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 hell yeah, bro. He was gonna grind all that shit, bro. I'm like, but but you got P had a straight face. <laughs> Look, I ain't I ain't leave this nigga. I told this nigga he could stay, but he like get his own shit. So like. Lack of trust equal lack of success. When them brothers got they fell off that way, it was it was done for them niggas. Like I'm like nigga if D, uh Best P even said, he said, I mean, did they make any more hits? Yeah. Facts. 
He was like, it like, I ain't stopped nobody, but it ain't making no more hits. So, like, we got to begin to trust each other. Like, Kodak Black, I'm like, bro, you had no reason not to goddamn take that deal mm-hmm. if you're going to take the white folk deal. Exactly. Like, I'm just saying we got to do a better job at collaborating and trusting each other. And, and I ain't saying that it ain't no shysty people out here. But I'm saying there's shysty white people and black people. Yeah, black. but the thing is, though, when you coming from poverty, everybody that you know is shysty look like you. Right. So And that's because you don't know the root of why you even in the situation you win. Yep, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I've always said that. I've, I've always said they've never connected the overall system of white supremacy directly to our struggle. So they connect our struggle directly to our people mm-hmm. and our community, right? So many of us do. Yeah, yeah, so, like that. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, but like when you really begin to connect, like you you begin to connect that shit to like, oh damn, like these motherfuckers ain't supposed to be treating me like this. Like mm-hmm. it, it's like you don't you. This is what I always say about black people, because we can directly connect with each other. We understand each other. We know each other. We hold each other to a higher standard. Facts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, because I know you, if I'm talking to you right now, and you ask me, I say, hey, yo, what's up, bro? What's your name? And you say, what? I'm like, yo, bro, what's your name? You're like, huh? Like, you do that like, I'm going to get frustrated. Like, nigga, what the fuck wrong with you, right? Mm-hmm. But if I'm talking to a, a, a Hispanic brother or an Asian brother who I feel like might not know English as good, and he keep asking me, I'm going to understand that shit. Like, I'm going to be patient with him. I'm going to be patient with him. So now take that same analogy. Now add it to everything else that we go through, right? Like, I understand, like, people in my neighborhood. So you got to respect me, right? I don't understand how the judicial system works. I don't understand that this police officer ain't supposed to be over-policing me like this. I don't understand that this judge shouldn't be giving me this time like this. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, because I don't know the rules of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not fighting against that shit actively because I don't look at it like they trying me. And that's, like, the issue with it. So mm-hmm. it is true. Like, people look connect shysty people with people that look like them because that's all they know. But yeah. once you dive deeper into your consciousness, man. you know, like this system. It's so it's, it's so unfortunate, man, how deeply rooted, yeah. you know, um, like just like the the whole like our subconscious is like automatically like individualism don't work with him because he's like this. You know what I'm saying? Without even like actually like giving each other opportunity to speak and talk and, you know, make up our own, you know, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, how we look views, our own views on, on one another opposed to just like, you know, really like sitting down and like getting to know one another, man. Cause like, I ain't gonna lie, man. I feel like it's just like one of those things where we have to train ourselves to deprogram, you know what I mean? And, and like get away from the computer, like get away from like TVs and get away from all mm-hmm. of the things that like, you know, uh, drive this narrative of like, yo, this is the way you are. Yep. This is who you are. And it's like, yo, how you telling me who I am when you haven't even gotten the opportunity to sit down? I'm speaking on white supremacy or white, you know, oppression or right, whatever. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. why are you, why, how, how is it that you know more about me than I know about myself? And it's only because 
I feel like, you know what I mean, me personally, I feel like it's only because we've allowed this divide to happen where we're not having these conversations comfortably amongst each other without feeling like the ego has to like be the driving force of the conversation. Right. You know what I mean? And I th- and I think you you got to go with your intuition too, right? Cuz one thing P did, P didn't work uh with everybody. Mm-hmm. Like he turned down the cash money deal. Mm-hmm. He knew that up front I can tell we're not aligned. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we got to begin to connect with people you're aligned with. Like, does your vision directly align with my vision? A prime example, me and Keith. Keith's direct vision was, I want to produce podcasts. That's what he said. That's what he wanted. I didn't even know what a podcast was. I just knew that I had a personality. I was I was like, I want to do radio, right? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And Keith was like. He was heavy on that radio kit, too. But I, I, was, I was super heavy on that radio kit. Well, and what Keith realized, Keith was like, well, look, podcast is saying, like, he broke down what it was. This is yeah. like, this is the future of where radio is really going. Yeah. So, like, when he did that, I was like, shit, let's do it. We align. We work together. Now, Keith done seen, we done shot, before we got with Mark on the video, we done shot this with a couple of other cats. They were not aligned. Not aligned. Uh, prime example, uh, Brandon. <laughs> Brandon, uh, like, see, I mean, that's why yeah, yeah, Barbara, man. So yeah. Brandon wants to be his own boss. He want to be his own boss, and yeah. I'm not trying to make no like. I'm not saying I'm nobody boss, but Brandon wants to run his whole show. He don't want to collaborate and like. So I just had to let Brandon do that. Yeah. But in that, there already had been investment into that partnership. It was a lot of stuff, and it wasn't no beef. We just kept moving. So like, I don't want people to think that. Oh, we gotta work with everybody because yeah. they black. Now nah, you work with people because they're aligned, mm-hmm. and yeah. I do feel like we need to give black people that first right of yeah. opportunity. Yeah. I feel like that mm-hmm. you need to get on that first right. Now, if you if you find a white boy that you can work with, there's there's there been situations where working with white boys don't work out. You know, yeah. what I'm saying? But, but let me ask you this, and and I don't know, if, are you here yet? Let me ask you this: Are you here yet? Because when you say that, that's one thing I respect about P. His his circle, his peoples around him, he's trying to put black people on. Now, when we talk about Master P, we also got to talk about the hoes and the ditties. Right. They're set up. When I look at No Limit Sports, I saw black lawyers and stuff. When you look at Rock Nation Sports, I mean, it looked like a regular yeah, sports right. But here's, 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 <laughs> a here's my difference between Jay-Z and uh, Master P. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z would get in bed with the white people in the sense of, like, he will get in and let them run and operate it. Master P is like, I will leverage you for this stuff. Like, and I'm going to, like, I'll do this 80-20 rule, but I want to do everything. Else. I just need y'all to distribute it. Yeah. His, you know what I'm saying? His, his, his hove, hove. Like, like if you if you look at, uh what's the uh, the music platform? Um, title. 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 Yeah. Ho, nothing changed about that. He just put his money in it. Yeah. And that's still white. The staff white. Everything about it. Hove ain't going there. Mm. Doing nothing. He's very high level. I'm cool with y'all doing it. Master P was being very strategic on, I want to put my cousin here, my sister here, my brother there. Like he's into his, that has helped him in a lot of ways. And that has probably slowed him down in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, that's the difference. Mm -hmm. I think Master P is more so being very strategic, not only on the goal I'm trying to reach, but the people I'm trying to reach it with. Yeah. I don't think Jay Z cares about who he reached the goal with. I think Jay Z just want to reach the goal. Yeah. And that's me. Yeah. 
Hov's like his business model is is um create the sell. It's not it's not the the master P business model where he's creating to like actually oh. like, you know, um he's creating a legacy through people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's the difference. Like Hove, like literally, like even with Rock Nation, he created Rock Nation, he founded Rock Nation. Like he's more like, all right, I wanna be the first. You know what I'm saying? I want to be the first billionaire. I want to be the first this. Rock I want to be the first really, that. Uh, tie in with Live Nation. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a Live it's, Nation it's, company. It's like goal. It's goal oriented versus people oriented. Yeah. And I think Master P is more people oriented. Well, and, and I'm gonna direct this towards DJ because you know you 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 work through V. You see mm. some of the independents coming up, right? Yeah. You you I've probably seen QC when they first started, yeah. and you've seen local independents like yeah. young cats. Is like, hey, I, these my boys. We funding them. Yeah. What do you see with their mentality nowadays? Um, I don't see the more so of um, investment in people necessarily. I see it more so as investment in talent. You know, like the, mm-hmm. I see this, so let me go ahead and put some mm-hmm. money behind it. You know what I'm saying? Now, like, okay, well, you out here in the streets, I'll put some money behind it. You ain't got to mm-hmm. sell drugs no more. Just go in the studio. You know what I'm saying? Just like the Migos. They lived in the studio for six months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, I don't think it's more so an investment in people anymore. It's just that at the end of the day, we all got our goal. I'm I'm trying to start this label. You trying to be a rapper. I believe in your music. So, shoot, let me go ahead and do this. Mm-hmm. But but the lack of investment in people, when you look at uh, QC, for example, um, mm-hmm. it was just brought up. You know what I'm saying? And now look at the, uh, look at the situation they in. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like... Like when the story broke with the Migos and QC, uh, one of my OGs, we was sitting down talking. He was like, it's going to go left really quickly for them because that's a trust thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like it's, you know. Lack it, of trust. And yeah. I, yeah. Lack and of success. Man, yeah. and it's so crazy. Like before this, before this even came out or whatever, because like I'm working with like certain people so close. Yeah. Like I'm looking like, damn, like baby is on fire right now. Like little baby is on yeah. fire right now. I'm like, yo, yeah. this ain't going this ain't because, like, you know, let's think, let, let's let's look at it like for what it is. Like, like uh, the Migos, like they, you know, what I'm saying they the house, they they the like the the house. the house brand, like yeah, for yeah, QC yeah. at the yep. time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And here you go, little baby on fire, like and like Your really little baby like, signed a QC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, baby, and, and, and really and really like from. You know what I'm saying? Over here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he yeah. right from, you know what I'm saying? Like, West Side, like, like yep. right here. You know right. what I'm saying? So, like, his whole, like. And he young. Yeah, and he young. And he got yeah. all of this energy. And you feel all the people this. in. Cause there's some people that don't know what happened between Baby QC and all well, that. Well, the thing is, Baby's coming up. He's the new hottest rapper in the QC label. Uh, right now, they have little contract disputes between Migos and QC. Thinking money ain't coming out right. If you've been seeing the Migos, you know they've been everywhere. Right. As far as money's mm-hmm. concerned. So but I was point. in Senegal, Africa <laughs> and motherfuckers are over there bring drop drop top. Boy, <laughs> like crazy. like mm-hmm. pick up and think about pop pop. Like I mean, I'm talking even, about like even that. You like, know what I'm saying? Like Migos now in only the clubs doing the music, they're influencing culture. Man. You know, it's on some like cash money bling bling shit and now all the white people saying bling bling. Right. Like, he gonna have to do something like to really like honestly to to keep them over there like you know what I'm saying and, and mm-hmm. keep them like a part of that whole QC family pushing that brand. He gonna have to really do something like major because like just like from a contractual standpoint, mm-hmm. like 
you having the same lawyer, everybody having yeah, the same exactly. lawyers. Yeah. Like, that's what's from crazy. the from the jump, that's already like yeah. a conflict of in- because interest. If I'm the lawyer for the label, and I'm the lawyer for the it's artist. Not, the the house always wins. It's, it's Vegas bad. rules. It's bad. House always wins. That's win. a 360 deal without mm-hmm. a 360 but, deal. But again, mm-hmm. that's them boys trusting them because they just want to be on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But go back to the Master P uh, laws. I'm, I think I'm going to publish this uh, blog. Uh, uh, the sure. masterpiece laws. Yeah. If you pay your people well, they'll pay you back even better. So, whatever he need to do to get them on point, he, have to do something he need to do it. Yeah. Whatever he need to do, he just need to do that shit because yeah, it's, it's gonna come back. Yeah, but um, also going back to your question again, as far as like investing in people and, and investing in talent, you look at how P moved. I'm investing in you. Not only am I going to sign you to this deal, I'm going to get you a house. Yeah. All of that. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get your bank account set up. All of that. Like, that's an investment because it's one thing for somebody to give you some money. It's a whole nother thing for somebody to want you to be financially sound. Yeah. That's a, a totally, that's a totally different level of like love right there. But it's also yeah. not just love. Like, it is what you said, you know, it's his heart, but it's also his morals, too. Because yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, you know when that shit a little fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I want you to have the same lawyer that's representing me. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Forget all of that. You know what, man? No, listen, I'm going to go ahead and let you have your own lawyer just in case if there's a problem. You can't look at me Fact. because I gave you the option. Fact. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, like stuff like that. Like certain people... Especially with P, he moved the way that he moved because it's like at the end of the day, you can't look at me sideways. Mm-hmm. He right. got a different he, level of integrity. Yeah, that, that too, because you should have known the fact that everybody came back for the no limit. Uh, yeah, everybody. Time. It's and different. All, yeah, and all the cats who even was interviewed. I'm seeing Fiend sit here, and Fiend is saying it like, "Look, some of these cats made their own decision mm-hmm. because when I signed with P, I got my house in my name, a hundred thousand, bro. That alone." Outside of just making millions of dollars, going folks gold, ain't doing that. Folks mm-hmm. ain't, you know, they not saying? doing. Like, they not. They not showing it, you the any record label like could that. do. It. Snoop said it. Snoop said when he was with Death Row, he seen these South niggas. Everybody got Rolex watches, and they looking like who are they? Like what? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. I, I didn't even Can heard. You imagine walking up on a No Limit family like back in the day, bro. It just seemed well, that was really the, living. That, that was the power. They of the really tank. living. Like, like, they really they living. living that was the power of the tank. That's why every week when the album came out, yep. you didn't care who the artist was. It didn't was. matter. It, it was no as long as it had that tank on it. Because yep. everybody's all rapping family, together. Real you know what Snoop said? Snoop said that nigga was on like 50 songs in one year. Like, now I'm just mm-hmm. rapping, nigga. Mr. Cool was like, I'm on everything. I'm just, whose album is it? They almost kind of are like, doing bruh, TDE style. Nah, what they were doing, That's bruh, what No like, Limit is doing, mm-hmm. TDE style. Like when they had, like they were saying how they had studios and everything. So you would sit in the studio, write that song. You don't even get listened to the shit. One. Go to the next studio, write a song. Hey, that nigga said the engineer's going to clean that. Look, I'm listening to that shit like I know how that feels. <laughs> 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 look, 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 you're like, you don't even get listened to it. So like, I'm just thinking about the level of work that they doing. They doing marathons in their studio. Real work. And everybody on there. So in um that one, the big year was uh, 98. Yep. 98, 23 albums. 23 albums, 16 of them went gold to platinum. Yeah, think about it. It's How like, many weeks in a year? Like, it's like 52 <laughs> weeks in a year. Like, every, so you damn near had, had like half, every the, other week. half the year. Yeah, every other week. Every mm. other week I'm giving you some on top of singles. Because, you know, back then, yep. singles, niggas were selling single CDs. Like, you can get off a single. So, like, bro, yeah. Hey, look, so I forgot to say this, too, about the movie. Uh, they said in the movie everything was real. 
Oh, that bad it bad, bro. I'm bad about it. Yeah. Oh, the, cr- the crack that the crackheads were smoking, real. Uh, the guns, real. Hey, when I watch this, I'm like, bro, is this incrimination? Because like, bro, that's what dude, I was thinking. Like, dope, look, look, I'm dope about, they were cooking crack in the house, real. Like uh, everything in the movie the was on the white boy. Yeah, the white boy said they asked the white boy from uh, Priority. Uh, yeah, Priority Records. If you want to be in the movie, you're like, yeah. He said. He said, I called my friend because I was like, you got to get me out of here. He said, you're going to see a scene in a movie where it's 10 black guys with guns on me. Those guns are really real. They're caught and loaded. Like, everything was real, bro. I'm talking about these niggas. Bro, so- I love that shit because, you know, bro, after that, that spawned that whole hood DVD shit. Mm-hmm. That's like crackheads going wild, bro. I yeah. remember watching them hood DVD like hood fights. You know what I'm saying? Hood to hood DVD hood series. Then, then you start getting the smack DVDs. You yeah. start getting like I the rap. All like, that come shit. on, bro. All mm-hmm. that straight to your so, house, bro. All right, DBS sounds. Facts, Big. facts. DBS sounds a full part. Going crazy. Yeah. This is the biggest lesson I got from Master P. This one right here, kind of like, um, if framed why I had to have this conversation and where we're going to end up landing. Mm-hmm. Um, dreams are not options. They're opportunities, and you should take them all. Mm. Okay, okay. Dreams are not options. They're mm. opportunities, and you should take them all. Master P started a label. Mm-hmm. Master P was in the NBA <laughs> two times. Yeah, politics got him cut the first time. So after that uh, cut, he started the agency. After he got back on top, building a sports complex. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The the no limit sports complex. Like, come on, bro. Like, I'm looking at this shit. Like, this dude was next level, right? So then, uh, he comes back, goes to the Raptors. He goes to the Raptors plays again. And again, politics always got – because you know what happens. You know why they had to cut him, right? They had to cut him because he was doing what LeBron James is doing for players now. Oh, shit. That nigga laid the blueprint for LeBron James, bro. Yeah. That nigga was going to get players to know their real worth in the league. Because I know one thing. You couldn't let him in there. If I'm making more money than you and I can sit down, we all on the plane, I can tell you, hey, this is where we need to – yeah, Bruh, cause you gotta realize he played for a junior league, real live practicing, real live going to games, flying on a small ass plane when you have a private plane for a thousand dollars a week. Damn, and sold them shits out. Bruh, <laughs> and sold them out. Number one jersey in the league. And was realized that he wasn't getting a piece of that. So he, so, I already know how so people the, gonna be. Thinking. So the owners were like, "Nah, this gonna be too much trouble right here. We can't hire." A free black man. Mm. See, that's the most dangerous thing is a free black man. He was free. All the way, even with his image, because he had a mouthful of goat teeth. He didn't even take the grill up. Still hooping, man. He was free, dog. So imagine how much the NBA would be progressed for players if Master P would have been able to stay. Imagine the contracts, because that's what that's all LeBron doing. To, they just not getting to the point where they like feel comfortable with speaking out and Bruh, you know what I'm saying. And like, Le- LeBron did a lot of that. I ain't even yep. the b- biggest LeBron fan, 
but politically LeBron has been on point for me for a minute now. Mm-hmm. And uh LeBron, he starts showing players how to negotiate and level up their contracts and get more money. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But Diddy was I mean, uh P P was doing that back then. Mm-hmm. Like he said, like I was with the players and I knew how I knew what the players were making. I knew what they wasn't making. Like when the white you think the white boys didn't know that? Mm-hmm. You think they didn't hear them conversation? That's why he kept getting cut. But every dream. So I got a question for y'all. What's that one dream or that one opportunity that you want, but you ain't pursued it yet? I can, I know what mine is. Mine is comedy. Mm. Mine is I, comedy. I can't say it. I don't know. Come back to me. Come back to me. <laughs> What's the one thing you know, like, you know what? I would do this if I had an opportunity to do it. Man, I guess, like, really, it's just, like, uh, a for real, for real, just world out tour. You know what I mean? Like, just, like, load up the load up the van, load up the whatever, you know what I mean, the crates. And, you know what I mean, just go get bread. Like, just pull up on folks, like, yo, this the merch. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> this, the, this the Prince. This is, you know what I mean? Like, just really just gas up the whip or gas up whatever vehicle I have, you know what I mean, at the time, and just, like, just go. Um, that's something, I mean, I've done it in spurts, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've had, you know, five, six cities or something like that that I've done at times, but, like, really just, like, do, like, you know, 30, 30, 30, 40, you know what I mean, different uh, uh, states or, you know what I mean, or different cities or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, just go, you know, and then from that perspective, but Master P, man, that nigga, they said at his peak, he had the record label, he had the clothing company, he had the moving company, the movie company, he had the sports agency, he had the real estate company, mm-hmm. he had the toys, mm-hmm. the Master P action figure mm-hmm. toys. Shout out to Ma. <laughs> exactly right. He had. The sex talk line. Yeah, oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> like, bro, like now that's when you just got down trying shit. I mean, because you know, bro, you remember how well, the chat then, lines? Hey, those shit used to be like, popping. You know, what I'm saying? one eight hundred big boobs. Double XL magazine of source. Yeah, but shout out to one eight hundred book boobs. I called them one time. Like, I bro, all them chat lines used to be popping. I remember I called man. My mama them bill was so high. <laughs> I was just caught look then then they found out because I was trying to discard my voice like this. And then, the, and then the girl was like, I'm gonna tell your mom you're calling us and they kept hanging up on me, bro. That's one thing about Peter. I mean, that nigga had everything. I mean, even now. Like one one thing I liked about what you said about that dream thing, P lived that shit. Like P dreamed it, he was gonna do it. Like even now, he talking about all his products. He got rice, pancakes, pancakes, <laughs> noodles, shoes, brother, noodles. Yeah, I seen the, the, the noodles. Snacks, you did know you what I'm did you do the noodles design too? I did. I did the logo. Hey. Right, so, yeah. <laughs> so all, all the products, all the wrap snacks products. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta, you gotta give me. You know what I mean? My points on all of that. Hey, there you go. So are you still creating designs for them? Or, or? Right, right now, man. Honestly, I'm I'm doing my own thing. Like I'm still like that WAP flavor. Yeah, I'm still like marketing, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm in a, in I see, marketing I, bag or I see, whatever. I but, seen that pinky one you did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that wasn't official. You just. Nah, nah, nah. Oh, what's pinky? Pinky, uh, what? Slutty Vicky. Oh, oh I, I thought that was stupid. Yeah. Pinky. He's yeah, thinking Friday. Look. 
No, he's no, talking no. about Pinky, the, uh, oh, the, oh, the biggest uh, porn star in oh. the world. <laughs> that's the Pinky. That was all I was thinking about, too. I'm like, damn, Pinky got some snacks coming. BBW Pinky can't get a chip. Ricky Pinky could. Bro, what you talking about, man? Like, oh, 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 listen. She, she, first of all, she revolutionized porn. And secondly, how many people got through college because I did? Oh, my God. Like, she, like, like no, man, college. listen. When you was on drought, when you was on drought, you can't tell me you wasn't fucking with Pinky, bro. I was, but I was, I was, I was fucking she said with, 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 I, I was fucking with um, Jada Fire a little bit more. Man, Jada Fire did too many interracial scenes. Man, I was a college athlete, so I ain't had them problems. I played, I played at St. Mary's University. I, I had, I was having threesomes and all kinds of stuff. So uh, well, white I, girls. I, 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 yeah, exactly. All right, all right, Jesus Sutter's work over here. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. I can't say I had them drought problems. I ain't even going to you know, crazy. I'm it's just crazy. a brother that enjoys the art of porn. So, man. One thing I can say, man, uh, first of all, I thank y'all for coming on, having this conversation, man. Y'all brothers have, uh, been true inspiration for me just in y'all grind and what y'all doing. Like, Master P, while he was in that record store, nobody knew he was going to be Master P. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and in our own way, we all in our record stores right now. Right. We all in our beginning. So, like, uh, I just want to be able to one of them people that are watching so closely to y'all story that I get to be on the documentary. And tell, and tell that story. Um, so I'm gonna let y'all close out, man. Just last remarks, what you want to make, just far as you know, this journey, this journey of the hustle, of building that legacy. So, man, honestly, man, like for me, you know, I would say I'm definitely on my master P train. You know what I mean? As far as like legacy building or whatever, like you know, what I'm saying I got a lot of different, um, like family. Um, artists, you know, uh, like Nisha Nice, um, King Elway, um, my boy, um, um, some guy named Lee, uh, my boy Breon FPMG, Light Skin Bobby, um, shoot, man, um, a lot of different, like, like just a lot of different Send us links, we'll put them in the show notes. Yeah, a lot of, just a lot of different brands that, you know, I support and i want to see you know do well you know what i mean like a lot of people that i've you know been able to like mentor early on or whatever that you know they're still like thriving and they're still growing or whatever and like for me seeing that or whatever at first i didn't understand like damn having a studio because i ended up losing my studio or whatever like you know what i mean like two or three years like uh, i had a studio for like five years but like two or three years ago or whatever like actually not that was like five years ago uh i lost the studio or whatever you know what i mean lost like contracts and a lot of stuff that that went down and i didn't understand you know um that lesson that i had learned or whatever until now me being in a position that i'm in now and like you know receiving all of these different like successes you know what i'm saying from various different you know relationships that i built and things of that nature you know um so i i would just say like honestly you know, you don't you don't know the lesson that you're learning when you're going through your your darkest moments. You know what I'm saying? Like just embrace them. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. embrace them for what they were. You know, because I I mean I literally like I was depressed 
You know what I'm saying? Like I was in a real, real dark space or whatever. And, you know, I can honestly say like, you know what I mean? I appreciate my wife. She stuck beside me or whatever. And like, she helped me get through a lot of the things that I was getting through or whatever. I would just say for the, for the kid that's out there, you know, or or the, or the, the hustler that's out there that, you know, is on a brink of like giving up or whatever. Like, yo, like, you know what I'm saying? You can give up. You know what I'm saying? For right now. You can give up for right now and know that there's another day that's going to come that you can, like, start all over again and, like, literally, like, you know what I mean? Make something brand new of the things that you've learned or whatever during the times that you were in your darkest spaces. Nice. That's what's up. That's what's up. You ain't got to give up. You can just take a break. Facts. Facts. DJ Sturgis. Man. What you mean? What you mean? Shit, just keep going, man. Just keep going, um, and just believe in yourself. It don't, it don't matter who is riding with you. You know what I'm saying? You ain't gotta have no supporters. You ain't gotta have no connections. You could be assed out all the way and still get to where you want to go. You know what I'm saying? Just believe in you, because at the end of the day, the only people that's gonna be with you throughout this journey is God. Anyway, it's just gonna be God and you. You know what I'm saying? So don't worry about everybody else that's with you. Just worry about what God is telling you, and you keep going from there. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I always tell people, let your sauce drip. It's just like the gospel song, this little lot of mine. You know what I'm saying? Just, like, figure <laughs> like figure out what your, figure out what's special like about that. you. Because at the let end of the Let your sauce drip. <laughs> yeah, not, not real talk. That might be the name of the episode. <laughs> I know, right? Like, not real talk, because at the end of the day, it's like we all got something that's special about us. You, mm-hmm. you. You, you, everybody, everybody got that one special thing. Can't nobody duplicate that shit. But the journey is figuring out what that is. But figure out what that is about you. You know what I'm saying? Because can't nobody, I, I, I tell people all the time, can't nobody fuck with me. I, I'm not, I'm trying to be arrogant, but that's just like, it's you just can't rude. do it like me. You, like, you just can't do it like me. But, and figure out what that is and just magnify that and then sell it. Cause that's all they do it. Yeah. So fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Just sell it. You know what I'm saying? Take that shit and sell it, man. We all businesses out here. We all worth. Like they always say, know your worth. Know your worth all the way the fucking round, bro. <laughs> shit. I like it. Hey, let like your that. sauce drip. Let your sauce drip. I like mm-hmm. that. I like that. Um, this, I'll end Last lesson from Master P. You haven't made it until you help others make it. Mm-hmm. Um, you haven't made it till you make it, help others make it. Um, that brother not only pulled himself up, he pulled his label up. And then for him to go back, one thing that really stood out to me more than anything on that whole series was that he raised the $119 million to redo the projects after Katrina. Like that, and then to see how good they looked, like that right there in itself, like, okay, he's a guy that'll never be forgotten. Um my challenge to everybody out there, man, live your dreams. You know what I'm saying? Take these principles and laws of Master P, apply them to your life. And just one more time, this is an opportunity for the listeners, man. You look back at your own Master P's legacy and you see everything he accomplished and everything he was able to do. He changed the game. And anything, anybody that was a part of that are a part of history. So I'm giving y'all an opportunity to be a part of the history of the Just Elders podcast by signing up on that Patreon. The link is in the bio. I promise you, if you join us on this journey, we will create crazy, positive, entertaining, engaging content that's ultimately going to change the world. It's your opportunity to get down with us. We say this every week. We love y'all. We need y'all. But most importantly, we can't wait to see y'all next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Just Elders podcast. (laughs) 